Welcome back, episode 15 of I Have Issues. I'm your host, it's your boy Vasos. Coming back at you with a lot, a lot of comics this week. Lots of issues. Uh, so this might be probably the biggest overall uh, pull I've had in maybe the maybe the history of this show, but definitely one of the ones I've ever had. Period. <laughs> you know, a lot of you know, handful of Mar- you know, quite a bit of Marvel, quite a bit of DC, quite a bit of Indies. So. Like I said, it's going to be probably one of the longer shows. So, let's not waste any more time on me flapping my gums. Let's get into the issues. Storming out the gates this week, we've got the Indies, starting with Mighty Morphin issue number seven from Boom Studios by Ryan Parrott. So, the Rangers, of course, have been stuck inside the dome. They were approached in the last issue and surrounded basically by Goldar, the new Green Ranger, uh, and all of Zed's monsters, basically. And so the Rangers end up separating kind of spreading out they are fighting Zordon gets a distress call from uh, Zeltar I believe whatever his uh, his race of people is you know and they are basically devising a plan saying hey look you know we're coming to earth to help we need we need you to capture Zed we need to stop him meanwhile inside the dome you know weird stuff has kind of happened like uh lord zed pretty much has kind of created peace inside this bubble it's kind of like you know a big f you to the <laughs> to the power rangers like hey you know hey i gave these people peace and what have you done you've come in here and you've caused chaos you know this is all your fault da, 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 da. this is no illusion so it's kind of it's interesting like holy shit you know is Zed trying to turn over a new leaf but obviously there's a point to what he's doing ultimately he wants them to surrender Zordon to him he has some uh, beef with Zordon and whatnot so overall this was a really fun issue I'm really enjoying the Mighty Morphin side of things the Power Rangers eh, not so much it's okay uh, I mean it's good but I'm not enjoying it anywhere near as much as Mighty Morphin so that's Mighty Morphin issue number seven. Up next from Aftershock Comics, we have Maniac of New York issue number four. So this did not turn out how I expected it. They had a so our characters. Uh, oh, I can't remember their names. But anyway, our two main characters are still trapped inside the train with Harry. Well. You know, they're trying to save the two kids or whatever. Well, they end up just got, you know, kind of having a plan, you know, as they're coming near the end of the line uh, of the train. They, you know, distract him. They shoot at Harry. You know, it's not working. 
one of them decides to stay back and is like, hey, look, you know, you got to get the kids out of here. I'm going to, you know, sacrifice myself, essentially. You know, she got hit in the back with the machete, the knife. Well, as he comes, as uh, Harry comes in to uh, strike the killing blow, his bla- his uh, knife gets stuck in the uh, overhead, uh, one of the rails of the, uh, the subway car. So he can't stab her. So she's like, just go. So she gets one of the, uh, she gets a lighter and she starts drinking a lot of the lighter fluid. And uh, she gets her lighter, lights it, spits it out, basically catching Harry on fire. And he just goes storming out the front of the, <laughs> out of the front of the, uh, um, the train. Uh, and so, or maybe it was the back of the train. But anyway, he just goes storming out of the train busts through the wall, you know, down through the glass, takes off running down the tracks, and he's disappeared. Of course, now they're disciplined by their their, uh, uh, their captain for disobeying a direct order. You know, basically, they were told to keep him on the train. You know, yeah, they were going to kill all the. He was going to kill all those people, but that was a sacrifice they were willing to make to trap Harry there. And he's like, look. You know, I could fire you, but I'm not going to. You know, ultimately you did the right thing, but, you know, you still disobeyed direct order, so your punishment is you got to be reassigned or else you got to take the entire blame for this. So it's kind of a shitty way. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Harry's still out there, so search continues for Harry and to figure out more or less who he is. I was Maniac of New York, issue number four. Up next, we have uh, Geiger issue number two. I really like the artwork on this book. Uh, this is by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Uh, of course, you know, they always have awesome, you know, they, when these two do a book together, this is always, you know, it's always, art is always impeccable. The story always is really solid. Uh, so we pick up with these, uh, it starts back out with the, uh, are the nuclear man as they're calling him uh, or the glowing man uh, I believe this is Geiger so he uh, starts out with his past of how he was diagnosed with uh, cancer and all this other stuff and there's you know all the rumor out there that that's what saved him that's what uh, that's why he was able to survive the nuclear blast and all this other stuff so he uh so they drive by, uh, these two people drive by on, their, on a motorcycle wearing hazmat suits, and they're going to Las Vegas. So they go into Vegas, and they have a plan that, hey, you know what? We're going to basically win all our money that we can. We're going to steal something that's very valuable, and we're going to get the hell out of here, and we're going to hit the road, and we're going to get our kids out of here. So that was the plan. Um... And pretty much, you know, things go to hell in a handbasket. That plan does not work out because <laughs> the people they steal from who basically run the casinos there in Las Vegas aren't happy. They aren't having it. So uh, they basically kill everybody and the kids escape. Uh, they're on the outside. And it looks like they get attacked by this swarm of massive 
bugs. I don't I don't know exactly what kind of I don't remember what kind of bugs they were, but they're just hugely from the radiation, you know, overgrown bugs. And the bugs end up, you know, starting to crack the windshield as they're wearing their hazmat suits, and Geiger ends up saving them. Uh, and there's a little more back and forth, but that's pretty much it, man. I mean, that's Geiger issue two. Like I said, art is great, story is really good. Uh, I'm starting to find out more and more about the fallout of the world and all this other stuff. So I'm gonna keep reading. I like it so far. Uh, up next. Uh, from Image, this is also an Image book. Geiger was also an Image book. Uh, we have Carmen, issue number three, by Gilliam March. Okay, I'm really, really liking this this book. So, this picks back up with Car- uh, Carmen and uh, uh, Catalina, or Cata, as she's calling her. You know, she's like, look. Uh, Carmen's like, look. You know... You haven't learned the le- you haven't figured out the lesson as to what it is that you're going to carry out into the rest of your life or to the the next your next life. And I'm stalling and basically I'm being allowed to do this because you haven't figured it out yet. And she's like, "What do you mean reincarnate? What next life? What are you talking about?" Um. So she's like, "I can't really tell you. You kind of have to figure it out yourself." So Cat is just kind of like, "Oh, I don't understand. You know this, this, and this." And she ends up trying to help this guy. She can see in the real world this guy is going to propose to his girlfriend. And, you know, he has a ring. She thinks he maybe at first he's, he might be making eye contact with her. She's thinking, oh, shit, he can see me. So she kind of, she gives him a name, Tony. You know, it's his made-up name. Or, you know, in her mind, since he can't communicate, she's like, Tony, look, I'm flattered you would think that, but just know there's a... There's a, uh, a lot of layers to this onion, and you're gonna have, to, and you're gonna end up crying when you peel back these layers the whole time. But you know, I'm glad you would want to try to uh, <laughs> to try and be willing to endure all that. And so, uh, so he gets up, he, and she looks over. She goes, "Oh, that's who it is. It's a waitress." And she's just like, "Okay, go do it." She's like, "I'm rooting for you." And then. While that's happening, there's a guy arguing in his car on the phone with, I guess, some of his employees or whatever. Well, he loses control of his car, and he's driving, and he's not paying attention to uh, Tony, if you will, walking across the street. Well, he hits Tony and kills Tony. Tony doesn't realize it, that he's been hit. He just thinks he got hit, and he lost his ring, so he's trying to get it, all this stuff. And he notices everything is kind of weird because he can't pull up the flimsy little... Uh, grating that's where the the ring fell in and he can't break off these little bitty thin stick or twigs off a tree so he's like he's really confused like what the hell is going on so he has no idea he's dead and so she uh carmen or not carmen uh kata helps him get the get the ring out as he goes to propose you know he's like oh this is going to be such the you know the greatest day of my life this this and this well, now his leader into the afterlife or to the next reincarnation of the world shows up. Her name is, um, is it Karma or, no, Carmela. That's what it is, Carmela. And she shows up and is like, look, okay, yep, time to go. You know, good job. 
and just real nonchalant about it. And, and her and Carmen get into it. She's like, look, you take too long. Carmela's like, look, Carmen, you take too long. You know, for some reason, you know, the higher the higher up likes you. For some reason, whatever it is, your report or whatever, it's bullshit. You know, you make the rest of us look bad and you waste a lot of time. You know, you put a lot more work on all of us because you want to go above and beyond. And so, um, so she's like, look, just, just get your shit done, basically. And so it goes, you know, she leaves and Kat is like, well, you know, she basically ends up missing the entire point and it pisses Carmen off and Carmen just basically hits her with the brutal God on his truth. She's like, look, you committed suicide and you don't remember it. And you're slowly kind of getting bits and pieces of your memory back. She says, but you're, you're fucking selfish. And she just goes off on her and makes her feel horrible. And makes her realize the error of her way. Where, where it goes from there, we'll have to find out in the next issue. That was uh, Carmen, issue number three. And finally, we have another image book. It is The Silver Coin, issue number two. I believe this story was written by Kelly Thompson. The first issue was written by Chip Zdarsky. So this uh, iteration of the silver coin is based around, well, you know, 1980s, you know, and early 90s uh, slasher movies. Uh, this girl, I believe her name is, oh, what was her name? Anyway, the, the main character of this story uh, she's going to camp, you know, she likes the horror movies and all this other stuff. And so she's kind of already has this in her head. She has this idea of camp and yada, 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 that she doesn't really want to go. But her mom is making her. Um, but, you know, so she's kind of like, ah, oh, well, whatever. You know, it can't be that bad. Fiona is her name. So... Fiona shows up. She's like, oh, my God. You know, this is just like how they show it in in TV, in the movies. You know, this is so, you know, this is so stereotypical. So she walks into her cabin where she's going to be staying. And she meets, I guess, her, her bunkmates or roommates or whatever. And these girls are like, uh, you're in the wrong place. You know, this is reserved for one of our friends. And she's like, well, no, I'm sorry. This is where I was told I was going to be going to be bunk you know be rooming and bunking for camp and they're like nope we'll see about that and one of the counselors walks in she's like oh no 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 this is right your friend rachel um you know her parents canceled and decided not to send her so yeah she's in the right place and basically these girls just end up making fiona's life a living hell while they're there at camp they bully her they pick on her uh all this other shit and you know, they try to scare her, uh, her being Fiona, those girls, they try to scare her, and she goes off into the woods, and she ends up finding this cabin, and she goes inside, and she sees the coin, and she, as she goes to pick up the coin, this killer that they were, you know, fairy tale making up, or ghost stories they were telling about this killer in the woods from back in the day, still being alive, 
comes out from the shadows and tries to attack Fiona. Well, now the killer's after the entire campgrounds and just starts killing all of the girls, all the camp inhabitants in just the most brutal ways and even the counselor. And there's a good twist at the end. So it was, like I said, it was really, really good. This was, this was the, the top book for the indies in my opinion. Uh, so if, if each category had a pick of the week that it would have been, uh, silver coin would have won it for the indies. But like I said, overall was a really good issue. That's the silver coin issue. Number two. Okay. So boom studios also out this week. Uh, we got seven secrets issue. Number eight Proctor Valley road issue. Number three Buffy, the vampire slayer issue. Number 25, uh, Magic the Gathering issue number two. Firefly, a brand new verse issue number three. Okay, and from Aftershock Comics, uh, we also have out this week uh, Scouts Honor issue number five, Project Patron issue number two, Silver City issue number one, a brand new number one, and I believe that is it for Aftershock. And then for uh, Image, we have Ice Cream Man, issue number 24. Time Before Time, issue number one. I, I meant to put this on my pull list. I meant to grab this, and I walked out my uh, comic shop without grabbing it, and I completely forgot this came out this week. So I'm going to have to go back and reread that. So I'm, I'm upset that I missed that. <laughs> and uh, looks like that's it. That's going to do it for the Indies this week. All right. Get on to the rest of the books. Moving on to DC. Up first, we have Batman the Detective, issue number two by Tom Taylor. Uh, I love this issue. This was awesome. Uh, so basically, Batman's still investigating this uh, mystery group of uh, <clears throat> uh, people who are killing victims that he saved. And he's interrogating one of them that he's caught, and he's got him hanging over a tower. <laughs> off the clock tower I believe this is in London uh, so I believe this tower this clock tower would have been Big Ben so he's hanging him off there basically trying to get you know information out of him and he doesn't really get much so you know the guy's like look look you know he's struggling and Batman tells him look I wouldn't keep moving if I were you uh, this line's only meant to hold about 200 pounds of force so you're gonna snap it and you're gonna die essentially you know if you keep moving freaking out so the guy's moving and moving and moving line snaps batman eventually saves him from hitting the ground the guy gets up and runs off and you know uh squire who's shadowing batman's like we need to go after him batman's like no he's gonna leave me where i 
where I want him to lead me to. You know, he's going to lead us to where we need to, where we can figure out who, what the hell's going on. This guy is, uh, he's tracked. I placed a bug in him. So he's going to lead us where we need to be. You know, he just doesn't know it. So, uh, Batman goes to visit Knight, all this other stuff. They kind of get a back and forth. Uh, you know, they have a, a small back and forth and whatnot. Batman ends up meeting up with another old uh, friend of his. I guess you can call him a friend. Um, basically on this train as Bruce is going to Paris. Because that's where the trails led. Uh, and this whole cult-like group of white and black Batman. Because <laughs> that's what they're wearing. They're wearing white and black Batman suits. Um, but, uh, you know, that's where they're, they're stationed up is in somewhere in Paris. And Batman, you know, is like, okay, that's where we're going. But he's having com- uh, contact with his friend. The guy is basically like, look, Bruce, you know, you can't do this by yourself. You know, just, you know, you owe me a favor, basically, is what he's kind of blackmailing him to letting him help. So Bruce is like, fine. He's like... He's like, well, just come find me. So they get off the train and basically swipe Bruce's credit card and all this other stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. This, this cult is like crazy. Like the guy walks in, he's like, you know, hey, you know, he let me go. I escaped and this, this, and this. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, how did you get away? So he tells them. And they're basically like, uh, uh, they're like, Batman saved you, didn't he? He's like, well, yeah, no. No, 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 no. She's like, then you shouldn't exist. And just, boom, shoots this dude right in the head because they've already found the tracker. And just leave him there. So, overall, like I said, man, this is great. I really enjoy the detective element of this story. How this is going and all the different plot twists. So, overall, I'm having really fun with this. That's Batman the Detective, issue number two. Up next, we had... uh, Batman Urban Legends issue number three. I really enjoyed the first story that's with Red Hood. Uh, you know, Batman's still trying, to, or Batman and Red Hood are still arguing. You know, and now the little boy Tyler is just like, hey, you know, Batman, can you not be mean to Mr. Red Hood? Batman, of course, is like, hey, buddy, what's your name? He's like, I'm Blue Hood. He's like, okay, Blue Hood. Uh, I just need to have a talk with with uh, Red Hood over here. So do me a favor, and he hands him, of course, a lollipop and basically distract him, and whatnot. So uh, Batman and, and and Jason end up deciding, you know what? Let's uh, we need to get him some help. As you know, Jason explains everything that he did, why he did what he did, and Bruce surprisingly isn't pissed. He's upset, but he's not pissed. So they end up taking the kid to. Uh, Dr. Leslie Tom- Tompkins to watch him while they go looking for the drug. Uh, the, uh, what are they called? Um, I forget what the name of the drug is called, but they're derivative of Scarecrow's fear toxin. So they go to the person who first made it for Scarecrow or who, who stole the formula for him and all this other stuff. And now she's upset and all this other stuff. So overall, I really like the the first story in this in this book. Uh, the second one, I'm trying to remember. I believe it was Lady Shiva. Yeah, it was Lady Shiva. Basically, breaks into Bruce's uh, 
Bruce's house or something like that. Uh, and they end up having a fight, and she tries to get Bruce to kill her and all this other stuff. And, you know, because she's mad because he took Cassie away from her and all orphan, you know, all away from her and stuff like that. And so she's upset at that and basically tries to figure out a way to make Batman kill her without meaning to try to kill her and all this other stuff. So it, it was fine. You know, it, it, it was okay. Didn't really have a... I think it's good for if you're a Lady Shiva fan, but otherwise, you know, yeah, didn't do much for me. The Outsider story... Yeah, it, it, I didn't care one way or the other. Um, I believe they're having a series going forward where they're going to put a new Outsiders team together. It'll be Metamorpho, uh, Black Lightning, Katana, of course. They're going to have Duke Thomas in there, The Signal. Uh, as their fourth member and as their fifth member, they're still looking to recruit a fifth member. So apparently that's going to get revealed when that book comes out sometime in the fall, I believe. And then the last story was a grifter story. The grifter part is actually get, starting to get really good. I really didn't give a shit at first. You know, I thought, yeah, that's kind of cool, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you kind of find out grifter's kind of a shithead. He, well, I mean, you already knew that, but. He's playing. He's playing all sides against each other, more or less. So he has this cool interaction with Batman and Bruce Wayne, both. Um, and you know, it, it, it's great. You know, it's it's fun. It was a fun story. It makes you wonder, kind of, what the Grifter's end game is. You know, what what the purpose of he him, what he's actually trying to get accomplished, and all this other stuff. You know where his true motivation lies, where his true allegiance lies. So, overall, like I said, Batman: Urban Legends issue three is fine. Uh, the first story and the last story are really good. Um, second story with the Lady Sheep was just, eh, it's just kind of there. It's okay. And the Outsider story is just meh. I don't really, I didn't really care. <laughs> so, Batman: Urban Legends issue three. Next, we have Challenge of the Super Sons, issue number two. Uh, Damien and, and uh, Jonathan have to save Wonder Woman without her knowing. So they end up... Uh, they Bat Damien went and stole this uh, artifact, which is basically, uh, I guess, threads, of which the uh, Lasso of Truth is made out of. It's supposed to place them in like a dreamlike haze or daze or whatever. Uh, whoever they put it around uh, because of course they can't alert uh, the person that they're trying to save be this being Wonder Woman uh, they can't alert the person they're going to save of you know them saving them from death otherwise they die and the world ends or something like that because it ends up creating something catastrophic so this Minotaur comes up and is going to be the what kills Diana and so they put that uh, those things around it, or the uh, fiber around her. And so she goes into this dreamlike state, and they end up stopping the Minotaur. You know, they end up teaming up, and Jonathan. The whole I, I love the whole dynamic between Jonathan and Damien. It's just really fun. And he's like, "Uh, dude, your dad is kind of like a supervillain. I mean, he has all the stuff to stop, you know, the Justice League. Like, that's crazy." And Damien's just kind of like, uh, yeah, well, 
unless they unless they go crazy, he'll never have to use them. Type of thing. So I like that back and forth. The you know of course they stopped the uh, uh, the Minotaur, and <laughs> I don't know it. You know of course and Diana's like, oh, what's going on here? Well, I guess I'm gonna take this sucker back. <laughs> You know, to wherever he came from. And then, um, yeah, they get transported to like the 16th century with, uh, uh, what's his name? Felix Faust and uh, Vandal Savage. And it's just, I don't know. I didn't understand that part of it. How they got sent back there. Why they got sent back there. I don't know. That part kind of confused me a little bit. But uh, it looks like they're going to have a show off or showdown in uh, in the past, so that that could be fun. Uh, so that's Challenge of the Super Sons issue number two. And just when you thought Future State was over, we're going back to Future State. We have Future State uh, Gotham issue number one. This is a primarily Red Hood focused book uh, with a backup Batman story. Which, by the way, it sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the, the backup story. To me, it didn't make any sense. It, it served no purpose, in my opinion. Um, the art was fine, but other than that, it didn't really do do much for me. Um, so first off, this uh, Future State Gotham, I want to say was a big disappointment to me. One, because I didn't know it was in black and white, which I think this bit of book would have really benefited from being in color. Uh, but this is a black and white book. Uh, no way does it advertise it on the front cover. Or would you think when I opened it, the first thing I thought was, holy shit, I bought a misprint, a misprinted a copy of it. So I went back and I researched and I'm like, no, it's, it's black and white. I'm like, fuck. Anyway, so, uh, basically this is, you know, everything that happens after, uh, uh, Ravenger uh, Rose breaks up with Jason and uh, Peacemaker 3 who I think is the only one that's left in charge ends up going to Red Hood and is like look you know because uh, supposedly Bruce is dead the big bomb that went off at the end of uh, Dark Detective issue 4 and you know puts this big ass uh, bat symbol in the middle of Gotham like I mean just all throughout Gotham makes this big old you can see it from the sky uh, bat logo this big crater I guess and uh, so they're basically like look we've had enough you know we've got to track down this new Batman and all his allies and we're going to promote you to a peacemaker you know you're going to be peacemaker red all this other stuff so of course Jason's like sure you know and he, he's kind of at odds with the Peacemaker. Not Peacemaker. Peacekeeper, I'm sorry. Peacekeepers. I've been seeing Peacemaker. I'm thinking uh, thinking Suicide Squad here. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Peace, uh, peacekeepers. So he gets changed into Peacekeeper Red. He's at odds with the Peacekeepers. And so he just is like, okay. There's another, there's something else at play here. And he's, I think he's playing both sides. I think he's undercover. But they made him look like he's the really, you know, he's the bad guy. Because, of course, you know, everybody would believe it, being Jason. 
I don't know. Like I said, this was a big letdown, man. I I really didn't care for it. I didn't. I'm over. I'm kind of over the future state stuff. Minus the beginning of the magistrate and if that's really going to come to pass and whatnot. But yeah, man, this to me this was a little too late. You should have rolled this in right at the very end of future state. You know, or maybe extended it another month. But that's just me. Anyway, future state Gotham issue one. Thumbs down. Up next, we had runner-up for pick of the week. We had Joker issue number three. Uh, so this was great. They have a lot of callbacks uh, to the Killing Joke. That's how it starts out with Gordon remembering uh, when he was taken to the carnival uh, in the Killing Joke, and he's of course he says, you know, I still remember being stripped naked and having the you know the collar around my neck and all this other stuff, and you know I remember. I remember like it was yesterday me asking him, you know, what am I doing here? You know, and the Joker responding, of course, you know, you're doing what any sane person would do in your, in this, in your, uh, in this crazy traumatic experience, you're going mad and all this other stuff. So Gordon's getting on the plane to go to Belize, you know, his benefactor, uh, basically, they're trying to deduce who she is, who she's working for. Uh, them being uh, Oracle, and I believe Spoiler was the one who also got some more information. I believe it was Spoiler. Maybe it was. If it wasn't Spoiler. It was Cat uh, Orphan. I can't remember. Or maybe it was Bluebird. No, no. Pretty anyway. Pretty sure it was uh, one of the Batgirls. So either spoiler or back or uh, orphan, and uh, so he gets on the plane and he's plotting. You know, he's planning all his, making his you know plan and all this other stuff. And so Gordon is going around Belize, all around these different places, all around Central or not Central America. Well, yeah, I guess it would be Central America. But anyway, he's he's asking all these different places and he's getting all this different information. You know, he realizes, you know, he's going to be able to get certain amount, uh, only so much more information out of certain people based on where they are. So he kind of gets the clues that lead up to this house, this penthouse. And he's thinking, okay, well, maybe this person will be able to tell me where the Joker is. Meanwhile, you have all these different people that are trying to find the Joker, you know, moving on on this one location. Um, you have Bane's daughter heading that way. You have uh, all these other different mobsters and whatnot that the Joker that the Joker's fucked over in the over the years. And you know, Gordon goes to knock on the door to get some uh, to answer some questions, and he's met with a big old a big old friendly, not so friendly surprise. So it ends pretty good. I, I enjoyed that, uh, and the punchline backup story was fun. Um, but it really didn't go anywhere. I mean, it's it's all set up. Uh, basically, Bluebird is got duped by uh, Punchline's friend and all this other stuff. So it was fine. That's the Joker issue number three. Up next, we have Justice League: The Last Ride issue number one by Chip Zdarsky. This was awesome. This was runner up for pick of the week. Uh, basically, the Justice League is being, I guess they're kind of broken up and Superman's kind of running himself thin, trying to keep up and save everybody 
from these like worldwide disasters and whatnot. And um, so uh, somebody ends up calling a meeting to the Watchtower. All the, you know, most of the Justice League shows up. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash. Uh, and, you know, oh, they were called by Jon Stewart. And basically, the Green Lanterns have captured have captured somebody. I'm going to tell you, it's Lobo. They've captured Lobo, and they need him for trial. However, there's a lot of people that are after Lobo and trying to kill him. And they need to protect him to make sure he gets to trial. And... The Green Lantern Corps is asking the Justice League to help because they want to relocate. Uh, they want to make Oa the new, or the moon of Earth, the new Oa. And it's just really fun because there's so much distrust amongst them. It's like they broke up, them being the Justice League. And Batman really doesn't trust anybody. Nobody trusts Batman. So overall, man, I really enjoyed this. I, I, I can't say a whole lot more without spoiling it too, too much. So... You just have to read it. That's Justice League The Last Ride, issue number one. All right. Then we have Rorschach, issue number eight. I like the layout of this. You have three different interviews going on by the detective, um, but three different people. I, I believe a, a lawyer, uh, a psychiatrist, and... I believe just the laborer, somebody who did chores and labor work and all the, this for him. And uh, so he's interviewing them. They're all telling their different accounts of when, you know, Myers and the kid or Myerson and the kid were kind of asking them for their help and all this other stuff. And, you know, that they'd always stayed in touch with them. And, you know, he, how he was a nice guy and all this other stuff. And kind of how uh, they had this uh, stage built and then they had this perch built too from like I don't know 250 feet away and how they were it was basically a shooting practice a shooting target they were practicing for the assassination attempt and at the time they didn't realize what the hell they were going to do and all this other stuff and basically the detective just isn't having it he's constantly beating on them as they're telling their stories and stuff like that so it's I really like the twist that this is going with. I really I'm really enjoying the story. You know, it's a lot of it's starting to make sense now. But Tom Tom King is really doing his doing his thing right here in this issue. So, overall really good. That's Rorschach issue number 8. And finally, we have Wonder Woman issue number 772. Uh, basically Wonder Woman is slowly getting her memory back. Odin, I guess, gives her the first piece of her memory by calling her Wonder Woman as she's already escaped from uh, the snake's belly and gotten the key that she needs to get to the uh, fortress of uh, the Valkyries and all this other stuff. Uh, she ends up having a face-off with a dark version of herself that ends up getting trapped, I guess, or would get trapped there in Valhalla. Uh, overall, it was okay. It didn't really... I don't know. It didn't have the same... The same excitement as the first... Uh, first uh, uh, two issues of this story arc. But overall, it was fine. 
the backup story, Young Diana, I didn't even read it. So <laughs> that's Wonder Woman issue 772. Like I said, a lot of it, not a whole lot happened in it. So I, there's really not a whole lot to talk about other than those basic points and things like that. Other than Diana is basically trying to get to the Fortress of the Valkyries. Okay. Also out this week from DC, we have Superman issue number 31. Uh, we have DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian Hero Celebration, issue number one. American Vampire, 1976, issue number eight. The Dreaming, Waking Hours, issue number ten. And the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, issue number two. And that was DC, I told you. There's a lot of shit this week from DC that I read. So, only got one more set of books. That's Marvel. Let's go ahead and finish this sucker out. Finishing things up this week with Marvel. First up, we got Giant Size Amazing Spider-Man One-Shot King's Ransom. This is concluding uh, the Lifeline or Life and Destiny tablet. Uh, it was okay. This issue was alright. I didn't... I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting going into it. It starts out really good. Uh, basically, uh, the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man ended with uh, Wolverine getting... I'm not Wolverine, I'm sorry. Spider-Man uh, basically getting back up in the form of Wolverine, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, uh, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, um, Hawkeye, Clint Barton, I'm trying to think. Um, like one or two other uh, heroes from the Mighty Avengers days. They show up to help him um, because now he's going to look after Fred and all this other stuff. And so, pretty much, they divide, you know, in Kingpin's men of all kind of. Uh, they've all kind of uh, sped up, or they all meet up at this one spot where they've, tra they've traced Fred and where the Lifeline tablet is. And, uh, sorry, that beat drop really confused the shit out of me. But, uh, <laughs> so, they're sitting there, and, uh, they're like, you know what, Spider-Man, you know, you're a horrible friend. And Spidey's like, look, I, I agree, I am a terrible friend, you know, I could do better about reaching out and yada yada. But they're like, but the truth is, you know, we understand, you're busy, you know, you just gotta let people help you. You know, you can't do this all by yourself. So they charge in and fighting and all this other stuff. Spider-Man goes after Fred in the sewer. They go down, or he goes down, finds Fred struggling to get the uh, to get up on this big old mound of rocks that's leading up to where the uh, the the last piece of the tablet is. And uh, so 
they're met by the Shocker, and I don't remember who else it was. Speed Demon or something like that. I can't remember what the person's name was. But, so Spider-Man and uh, Boomerang fight him off. And, uh, basically Spider-Man ends up, uh, he's being live-streamed by Jonah, and he's like, look, you know, he kind of doubts that he's now a hero because in order to get the last piece of the tablet you know it has to be given by somebody who is a hero a true hero otherwise it's going to kill him <laughs> they're not going to be able to get the piece of the tablet so boomerang was going to do it and spider-man's like no look i'll do it and then he begins starts questioning his has he really been a hero you know all this other stuff and he's like well screw it if i'm if i haven't been and i die fuck it i did help you know i did i did it trying to save my friend and you know he he just you know throws away the uh, the new suit that was given to him by uh, by Jonah, and uh, so Jonah's kind of pissed because he was live streaming this whole thing it was to be this whole new launch, and now it's gone black, and now everybody hates him again. <laughs> and so Peter gets the last piece of the tablet. And then everything kind of goes to shit. He wakes up finding out Fred betrayed him. <laughs> Fred saved him, but he, he turned his back on him. So, it's kind of sad, but you could tell uh, Boomerang didn't really want to do what he did. But there was a reason he did it and all this other stuff. But overall, it was, it was fine. Uh, at least that finishes one of the stories. Uh, that was going on in uh, in the Spider Amazing Spider-Man title. So that's uh, giant size Amazing Spider-Man: The King's Ransom, one shot. Okay. Now we have Children of the Atom issue number three. I did not like this issue. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, you get kind of some backstory. I'm guessing their first, the kids' first mission. And all this other stuff, and I don't know. It, this book just kind of felt all over the place. You know, they go to visit their friend Cole, who was sick. You know, and it's you know they have dinner with him and his parents, and they have some other person there. I I don't know. I just didn't I didn't get it. I didn't like it. This this issue didn't do anything for me. You know, I'm I don't know. I I'm. I don't know where they're going with this. Uh, are they mutants? Are they not mutants? I, I don't know. This this one just really had left me scratching my head. So, I mean, the art is fine. I just, I again, I, I I'm just not 100 percent sure what what where the hell they're going with this 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 book. So, I'm just gonna leave it at that and not try to disparage it any more than I already have. So. Definitely not worth picking up. I will say that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Children of the Atom issue number three. Only got a couple more issues. Well, I think it's only got a couple issues left, in my opinion, before I just completely drop it. You know, if it if things don't turn around, I'm gonna give it at least to the end of the first arc. And if nothing's happened, then I'm done with it. All right. So now we got Guardians of the Galaxy issue number 14. This picks up where the last issue left off with Doctor Doom showing up. 
to fight uh, half of the Guardians. Um, he ends up stealing Hulkling's body, which was pretty cool. He casts this spell, and now he's switched bodies and minds with uh, with Hulkling. So now he's in control of Hulkling's body. He can use uh, the sword that Hulkling wields. And Hulkling is trapped inside Doom's body and Doom's armor. But Doom is in complete control of the armor still. <laughs> so he's fighting off the Guardians and all this other stuff. And basically they end up tricking uh, Doom... You know, they basically play his ego against him. You know, they say, oh, well, you know, you had to use somebody else's body because yours is inferior. You're not capable of being able to defeat us by yourself. So you had to take Hulkling's body. And so this pisses Doom off. He's like, fine, I'll beat you with my own being. So as he goes to transfer his consciousness back to his body, they end up sticking him in Rocket's body. <laughs> it's just funny. And he is pissed, but... Overall, it was kind of cool. Um, then you've got the whole uh, other half of the Guardians dealing with the, uh, uh, some sacrificial dark hole or something like that. They're using Ego. That part, I'm not really sure what the hell's going on. Uh, some great celestial being or entity is now on its way or something like that. This is impending evil that's coming that doom was trying to help prevent so and I, w I guess i'm gonna go ahead and spoil this because i thought it was just way too cool and funny they basically say you know doom you know yeah you're gonna be imprisoned and you know if you truly are a man in your word like you say you are then you'll do as you say you're gonna do you're not gonna swap out of your body you're not gonna attack us you're gonna help us and doom is like oh god no and Star-Lord tells him, he says, Dr. Doom, welcome to the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was a really interesting twist. And now I'm really intrigued again in this in this story, uh, in this title, nonetheless. But yeah, that's Guardians of the Galaxy, issue number 14. All right. Then we have Heroes Reborn, issue number two. This primarily focuses on Hyperion. Uh, of course, Hyperion is a, I believe it said he's a ninth grade uh, history teacher or something like that. So this basically starts out with Hyperion kind of giving his his story and all this other stuff and how all the bad guys of this world have been trapped in the Phantom Zone. They're not the Phantom Zone, the Negative Zone. Phantom Zone is DC, my bad. The Negative Zone. And you know, as he went to put uh, Doom in the negative zone, there was a bunch of other people that had escaped. They basically used... Uh, they figured out a way to basically get through um, using, you know, basically the signal that was opening the, the negative zone to put Doom in. They were able to get out. They found a back way to, to reverse the energy signature and come out. So now he's going about either killing them or or putting them back in the negative zone type of thing uh you see a cameo from this uh this universe is peter parker he's basically jimmy olsen uh you see uh some other different characters that are either villains in this world or they're you know are there different versions of a hero um 
so the last person that escaped that Hyperion's biggest threat was the Hulk. And basically the Hulk ends up showing up to his classroom. And he's not violent. He's just kind of trying to speak, but he's talking in this Hulk speak, you know. Uh, am this, am that, Hulk is this, Hulk is that, Hulk am this. And basically him and Hyperion get into a fight. And Banner's slowly starting to remember that, hey, this isn't right. You know, this world is not right. And he's starting, to, you know, Hyper- this is not the first time Hyperion's heard this. You know, he's been told this. And so he's kind of, now he's kind of starting to question, like, well, if Banner's, or, you know, if he was saying this, then maybe something isn't right. But, you know, of course, he's stubborn. You know, he's like, nope, I don't care if this isn't right. I like this world. I like how, you know, everything about it, you know, and I'm going to fight to keep things this way. Uh, it ends with a pretty cool plot twist. Uh, not a plot twist, but a cool ending. Um, so there's this homeless man sitting in front of his uh, his classroom against the building. And Hyperion kind of sees him as the students kind of look over and saw him. So he rushes out of his room, shows up as Hyperion, and talks to this homeless man. He's like, sir, are you lost? You know, do, do, do you have a student that goes to me? He says, no, no. You know, I'm a... I'm a forgotten veteran and this, this, and this. And, um, Hyperion's like, well, I'm, thank you for your service and I'm sorry that you've been forgotten, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they shake hands and all this other stuff. And Hyperion's kind of like, okay, who was that? That is so weird. And you find out who it is and you find out kind of who, who, I guess, has, brought this person to the fold and now this person knows that that uh uh that this world isn't right so <laughs> overall I, I'm, I'm enjoying this story uh this is really cool i enjoy it so i'm gonna keep reading it that's heroes reborn issue number two then we have star wars the high republic issue number five uh i think i'm kind of i think i'm dropping this book <laughs> It's fine. The art is good. I just... I I can't follow. I just... I don't really have a whole lot of... I don't care that much about this book anymore. Uh, Skeezer... Or Skurzer ends up... uh, Sacrificing himself, basically. To... Basically kill... What was imprisoning them and all this other stuff. You had the Jedi then teaming with the Huts, all this other stuff. So I just didn't really care, man. It this I don't know. Like I said, the art is great. I just, you know, it didn't this book just hasn't done enough for me to make me wanna keep reading it. And I know I think there's one more issue in this arc, but I just I think I'm done. I think I've I've had my fill with this book and I'm not really sure I want to keep going with it. But like I said, if you're enjoying uh, Star Wars The High Republic, tops to you. Like I said, the art's great. The characters are cool, but they haven't really flushed a whole lot out. You know, as far as these characters. So for me, it's just hard to get invested in it. So, yeah. That's uh, Star Wars High Republic Issue 5. Okay. And finally, we have quite honestly the biggest 
disappointment of the week. I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, I I was reading this book just the whole time thinking to myself, you know. Yeah, this book sucked. <laughs> I hated it. It's X-Corp, issue number one. I couldn't even finish it. That's how... I've got about three-fourths of this of the way through, and I just thought... I can't read this. I cannot force myself to finish this. This It was a chore to get through. The art was okay. That was probably the only redeeming quality about it. I just could not push through it, man. This book sucked. It was so boring. Nothing happened. It's all corporate bullshit and corporate, you know, talk and all this other stuff. And basically, the mutants are trying to. I don't know, set up a corporation to where they're having their own infrastructure or something. I, I, I couldn't tell you because they're trying to knock down these patents and all this other stuff and trying to get these tests approved. And I, I don't know. I couldn't. It wasn't for me. It really was not for me. I didn't like it at all. So, like I said, this book really fucking sucked. I, I was hoping it would be good because I was excited thinking, okay, they're finally going to give Angel his own book, or own team at least, and I just, I wasn't feeling it, man, I just, it, 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 yeah, it was, I was, I am very, very upset that I spent money on this book this week, <laughs> so, X-Corp, issue number one, please avoid it at all costs, unless you're into that kind of thing, otherwise, why would you read it, anyway, also out for Marvel this week, we have Fantastic Four, issue number 32. Star Wars, issue number 13. This is a prelude to the uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. X-Factor, issue number 9. Silk, issue number 3. Conan the Barbarian, issue number 21. Black Cat, issue number 6. Which, by the way, there is a small, cami- or small uh, backup story in the amazing in the giant size uh, amazing spider-man this week and it is previewing uh black hat six uh then we have spider woman issue number 12 we have the heroes reborn peter parker the amazing shutterbug one shot then we have heroes reborn hyperion and the imperial guard one shot uh so yeah man that's marvel this week we've only got one more book to talk about It's the pick of the week from Marvel. It's coming at you. Now. All right. Pick of the week this week for May 12th, 2021 is Spider-Man Spider's Shadow issue number two by Chip Zdarsky. This is a what-if story. So it starts out with Peter basically staring off in his mind or standing off and staring in his mind with the uh, the symbiote. Uh, Peter starts out by saying, I had it wrong. I have power. I have responsibility. But what is responsibility? save people keep them safe but I never really keep them safe not really 
symbiote responds, no. Peter says, I pretend to, I pretend to, putting men and goblin masks in prison. But prison to them was always just vacation. Time to plot and plan. And let those plans lead to murder. Gwen, her father, May, letting the bastards live was bad, as bad as letting the robber run by me, letting Uncle Ben. Symbiote says, your responsibility. But now, our responsibility. As a symbiote covers Peter. And now Peter's walking down the streets of uh, Manhattan. I thought it would feel worse. Taking a life. Taking Hobgoblin's life. Symbiote responds, nature. Things live, things die. Things forfeit right to live. Peter says, yes, but I feel shame. Symbiote says, I do not know this feeling. Peter says, it's, I don't want people to find out. I don't want Mary Jane to. Symbiote responds, but if people know, people fear. And if people fear, no one does wrong. Peter says, but I don't want people thinking that I'm a murderer. As he walks by a copy of the Daily Bugle that has uh, a picture of Spider-Man saying threat or murderer. Peter says, damn it, the fucking Bugle. Always painting me to be, it was justified. I was, I was put the, I was to put the, put the fear in people. As Kingpin's sitting in his penthouse reading the paper, he asks uh, Wesley, he says, is it true? Did Spider-Man do this? Wesley says, it appears so, sir. Eyewitnesses saw him fighting Hobgoblin and then, well, snapping was the word most often used. His fist stands up from his chair. He says, I see. This is unfortunate. The only thing that made these superheroes tolerable was their insipid moral codes. Nuances, but never really any danger. My criminal empire can handle 5% deficit due to Spider-Man's interference. But it cannot tolerate my death. Wesley, let's make some calls, shall we? Then you have Robbie Robertson and uh, J. Jonah Jameson arguing as they're both walking, uh, walking the floor of the Daily Bugle. Robbie says, Jonah, you need to stop and think. Jonah says, ha, you mean stop and second guess? But my instincts have always been right, Robbie. Spider-Man is a murderer. And a man with that kind of power and lawlessness, beating people up with a mask and with no oversight, it was a short step. And you were too blind to see it. Robbie says, I'm just saying we don't know what happened out in Queens. It could be a different man in the suit. This isn't clear cut as you want it to be. Jameson responds, Poppycock. If we ran uh, the bugle your way, we'd have headlines like somebody shot JFK. I trust my gut. I trust my eyes as he sees Spider-Man's shadow in the window. And then Spider-Man comes busting through Jonah's uh, window saying, yelling, Jonah. Jameson yells, Robbie, call the cops. Tell them we just had a murderer break in. Spider-Man lands and says, do it. As he pushes Jameson up against the wall, Jameson says, hey, get your hands off. Spider-Man cuts him off and says, I don't care anymore, Jonah. As he slams his uh, Jameson's hands into the wall, 
to James and says, What are you doing? Spider-Man cuts him off and says, Is this isn't this what you wanted? You've been whipping up the city for years, telling them I'm a criminal. When all I've ever done was help people. As Jameson begs and pleads for help. Uh, Spider-Man makes sure to web up Robbie. He says, well, it looks like we both got what we wanted. I'm helping more people now, and I'm a criminal. As he breaks uh, Jameson's hands, or his one hand, as Jameson lays there, you know, yelling, Oh, you broke. Spider-Man says, if I see one more word about me in your rag, I'll break your other hand. As he jumps out the window, swinging off. And we have Reed Richards says, it's been days. Any luck? As Reed's working on uh, his computers with uh, Ben Grimm standing behind him, the thing. Uh, Johnny Storm responds back, nothing yet, Reed. I just keep hearing stories on the street about Spidey threatening people. Or just taking criminals away. Reed responds, time is of the essence, son. Based on what I can see and based on his actions, the symbiote may be close to permanently bonding with him. Ben then says, what, like a death till you do your part kind of thing? Reed says, yes, Ben. Exactly like that. Johnny says, I'll check back if any, if I find, I'll check back in if I find anything. He thinks to himself, damn it, Spidey. Where are you? As he lands on the Statue of Liberty, uh, deep, uh, you know, letting this flame down. Then we cut to MJ. She's walking into Peter's apartment. She opens the door. She says, Pete, I let myself in. You, you weren't answering your phone. Haven't seen you since the funeral. And the news has been saying, she walks into his bedroom. Oh, my God. P- Peter. What? What are? What? As Peter's hovering over his bed, as the symbiotes kind of got him strung up, as he's resting, he says, Huh? Mary Jane? She says, What? What's happened? Peter removes the mask as he sits down on the bed. He says, I'm I'm sorry, MJ. I know this probably, probably looks strange, but trust me, it's incredibly comfortable. She says, You haven't been answering your phone. He says, Yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry. We've been busy. Mary Jane says, We've? Peter, the bugle, even the other papers, they're saying that Spider Man is. Is it true? Peter looks at her and he turns away. He says, I could have saved her, MJ, if I made the decision earlier. MJ says, The decision? He says, Who should live? Hobgoblin? A piece of trash underworld killer? Or Aunt May? The kindest person I've ever known. MJ looks in horror. She says, Oh no, Peter. Peter looks out the he opens the window says it's all it's decisions MJ life is decisions and they're they're not for everyone but I have the power to make them which means I'm finally making them as Peter uh, has the symbiote uh, form his suit as he jumps out the window he says this is horrible symbiote says why Peter says I I can't stand that MJ knows what I've symbiote says what we've done humans won't understand they live in fear of their choices 
Peter says, but I'm, I'm human. Simeon says, no, more than human. We are much more than human. Peter says, but being human is how you, as this huge blast goes off behind him, Spidey sense, who? As a voice says, huh, gotta say, I like the new look. What's up, Spidey? Usually can't shut you. As Spider-Man kicks the shocker right in his stomach. Says, shocker, second-rate thief. No way he'd come at me alone. As he sees the tail of the scorpion come swinging by his head as he grabs it. As it wraps around him. He says, scorpion, slightly more dangerous than the shocker. Scorpion says, come on, bug, for real. And then Spider-Man says, not much saying. You'd think, you'd expect us to think you've gone bad. That you, you, what? As Spider-Man, as Spider-Man begins to use the symbiote to uh, disembowel uh, um, Scorpion. Shocker sits there looking on in horror. Says, oh my God, Fisk was right. As he starts blasting, it's Peter missing. Uh, debris starts to fall over a woman and her child. Then we cut to uh, Fisk sitting in his uh, penthouse. Spider-Man walks up behind him. Says, "Get up!" This is well. I wasn't expecting you so soon. As Peter throws the bloody arm of the shocker in front of Fisk, and he walks in with parts of a uh, scorpion. Fist says, you know, when you murdered the Hobgoblin, I had my men research the woman who died in the fire, May Parker. To prove such a reaction, she must have been someone close to you. Our best match was a man named Peter Parker, you. So I went about investigating, seeing if you had any other close family members, a wife, a girlfriend, someone I could threaten, but there was no one. So incredibly sad. You have no one, Peter Parker. Anyone you ever loved is, and Peter just punches fist right in the face <laughs> and just beats his brains out. Then we have a voice say, it was no mistake. The death of the Hobgoblin. Fist sent Shocker and Scorpion after him, and now, well, as uh, Doc, uh, Doc Ock is sitting in his chair, Mysterio then says, they're all dead. All of them. And we're next. As Craven says, duh, Mysterio. We cannot hide any longer. It is time for us to band together and strike. Electro, with, Raven, uh, with Rhino sitting behind him, says, damn it, Craven, that's what we've been saying. Rhino and I were more than happy to take this money and kill Spider-Man. But you wanted to observe him first. You wanted to... Craven cuts him off. Without a plan, there is no attack. Without vic attack, no victory. If you charge in with the rest, we'd be burying you right now, Electro. Doc Ock says, only one of us has seen the new Spider-Man up close. So tell us what you think, Mr. Jameson. Uh, as everyone is on screens and uh, Otto pulls up uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's uh, screen. And Jameson says, Octavius, he needs to be stopped. 
I've tried to warn everyone about him for years. He's a killer. And while I think all of you belong behind bars, Spider-Man is the most dangerous villain of you all. We need to stop him, whatever the cost. Doc Ock says, We're all agreed then. Craven, this is your area of expertise. Draft up a plan and get back to us. Good evening, gentlemen. As he hangs up the uh, communications with everybody, he then uh, turns to his subordinates and says, Any sightings? Say none, sir. Should we draw him out? Maybe. And uh, Ock cuts him off and says, No, absolutely not. We wait for Craven. I don't pay you to think, McClusky. I pay you to do what I say. And right now, you'll begin arming the rest of the men. When the new Sinister Sticks takes out Spider-Man, I want you all to be ready to take out the others. I don't trust any of them. As one stays behind, says, Terrence, is there anything else? Have I not made myself clear? Ooh, ooh, as, he, as Otto gets stabbed in the back. Terrence says, crystal clear, sir. Ock confuses. Terrence? What? Wh- then uh, Terrence says, actually, my name is Eddie. Sorry, Doc. Can't let you just go and kill Spider-Man. That's my job. As Eddie Brock takes off the mask, revealing it, it's him. It just stabbed Otto in the back. And that's it. That's Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, issue number two. This was great. I really like this. It, they really went into detail because a lot of <laughs> a lot of dismemberment, a lot of brutality in this issue. So I really enjoy this, man. Chip Zdarsky's killing it. Uh, looking forward to the rest of this series. This is I, I'm sure there have been what ifs of what if Spider-Man kept the uh, symbiote or whatnot. This is this is a great take on it. So yeah, pick of the week: Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, issue number two. That's going to do it for this week. Episode of I Have Issues. Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow taking it home. Pick of the week. Uh, it's been, it was, like I said, this was a lot of books this week. I had a lot to choose from. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these other books that I talk about were, you know, among some other people's uh, picks of the week. Uh, like I said, Joker was was runner up. Uh, Justice League: The Last Ride was was third to that. Um, the Silver Coin was was you know in the runnings as well. And I guess if I had to round it up with a top five, man, I'd say probably. Uh, oh man, probably Karma or Carmen. Carmen was probably. Uh, to round up the top five right there, man, because that, uh, like I said, the indie books were good. They killed it. DC was good and killed it. Uh, Marvel, for the most part, did a damn good job. The only thing was with that X-Corp, man. X-Corp. Fuck X-Corp. Do not read X-Corp. <laughs> but, yeah, 
Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, be sure to go subscribe and uh, give a like wherever you listen to. Uh, also go to social media. Facebook and Instagram, both are at i.have.issues.comics. And give us a like and follow over there. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully with a uh, just as exciting with as many good books. Uh, another episode next week on I Have Issues. <laughs> <laughs>